my dear goodness. I cannot find my wallet. I know that it's not your problem, but that deeply affects my well-being. <laughs> I can't. I can't find it. I can't. Isn't that the most frustrating thing in the world? You can't find something, your keys, your wallet, your purse, your hair tie, whatever. I can't find my wallet. And I know exactly when I had it last. I had it. We were at... We had uh, softball practice yesterday, and it was like 100 degrees because we're in Florida, and it's August, and it's still roasting, and my boys wanted an ice pop, so and I wanted an ice pop, so I bought us all ice pops, and now I can't find my wallet. It's irritating. Um, how's it going, by the way? <laughs> How was your life? I know me losing my wallet doesn't really affect your day, but... It's, it's some it's some frustration and annoyance that I'm carrying as we begin this podcast. Welcome to the Sneaky Emu, by the way. <laughs> this is episode number 48. The Sneaky Emu is a place where we get to discover the wonders of the world, the beauty of the divine that are ever present, ever before us. Sometimes we fail to see and sometimes overlook. Um, this wouldn't be that big a deal, except for my wife is out of town and so I, I've got the kids, and we're out of milk and uh, and food. <laughs> so other than that, it's not a big deal. So mom, um, can, I get, can I get that money uh, so that my kids can have breakfast before school? I'm sure it'll turn up. I'm, I'm sure it will turn up. It's just a bit frustrating. Anyways, uh, so there's that. And then a few things that I say we're calling this perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah, that's what we're going to call this episode, which is based on a title of a song, which is ties to a story that we will eventually get to that has to do with how we perceive and approach and how we navigate this life, which uh, I'm going to tell you a couple stories, a couple things that have been happening in my life, some good, some not so good. Uh and then give you this little parable fable thing because I think uh, I feel like this is something that's beneficial for well for anyone really but I feel like uh, maybe there's some of you out there today that this this might this might be something you need to hear okay I feel like this carries a little bit of weight this is important so stay with me hang in there hang in there I lost my wallet did I mention that <laughs> So aside from losing my wallet and not being able to get groceries for my kids, I'm sure it will turn up. Um, th- this past couple of weeks have been kind of like a roller coaster of emotions. There's been some highs. There's been some lows. We've gone through some stuff. We've had some good things and some bad things. <clears throat> um, the good things, um, good news or bad news first? Which, what should we do? Good news? Let's, let's do bad news. No, let's do good news. Okay, good news. Um, a lot of good things happening. Uh, a lot of good things happening. Uh, for example, I hatched some quail. That's right. I have quail and I hatched them. Uh, I, I got a, a few quail a, month, a couple of months ago and they're now producing eggs. And so I had those, those, uh, took some of the fertilized eggs and I incubated them for 17 days. And as of like a night or two ago, they were hatching. So now I have like maybe 10, hopefully 10, uh, little quails. And I don't know if you know, if you've ever seen how tiny, if you've had quail eggs, they're incredible. Um, we, we hard boil the quail eggs and then we pickle them. So pickled hard boiled quail eggs. 
They are so good. Uh, my kids, at least one or two of them, they eat them like like candy. They just pop them in their mouth because they're so small, like little one bite thing. They're great. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, and so, uh, anyways, we incubated these, and they're they're so tiny. They're like the they they seriously they're, they're about the they're like the size of a quarter. Like they can fit in the palm of your hand easily, and they get really cute and really fluffy. Right? Everything everything when it's little is cuter. <laughs> I I used to be cuter. You used to be cuter. Things things are cuter when they're smaller. I don't know why. That's just that's just how it is. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, got those quail hatched. Uh, on top of that, here in Florida, we are uh, getting ready for like the fall garden. So I've I've been getting my garden ready. I've got some new uh, new topsoil, some new dirt. Got all, <clears throat> got all my rows laid out. Got all my rows mulched. And then even this past weekend, I was able to get, uh, I planted, I planted a ton of stuff, uh, planted, I don't know, like 17, 17 varieties of vegetables and stuff, you know, different, different varieties of tomatoes. We got, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, spinach, collards, kale. We got, uh, let's see what else. Carrots. I got beets. I'm going to try beets this year and radishes and uh, cucumbers and beans and just all kinds of wonderful stuff i'm so excited uh for for the next couple months so yeah that's exciting i'm pumped about that i'm so pumped about that by the way uh and this is just kind of a side note i'm getting ready to this i'm getting ready to do a sermon i'm not going to give you the sermon today but just as a side note um one of the things i'm mentioning we're, we're talking about the uh how creation points to creator and how by understanding uh by by understanding creation we should have a better picture of who god is but the problem is we don't fully understand creation like we don't uh fully see it uh so one of the examples that i'm going to use i've used this before and maybe i've talked about this on here i don't remember but how incredible this world that God created is and, and the the uh, exponential possibilities that are found within it. So if you take something like a tomato, okay, you take a tomato, uh, I think the average number of seeds in a tomato, and of course there's endless varieties of tomatoes, I get it. This is just a number. It's just for an illustration. Uh, the average number of seeds in a tomato, let's say is 30, okay? Uh, and then if you were to take, <coughs> excuse me, if you were to take uh something like a Roma tomato plant, okay, a Roma tomato uh, can produce in a season something like up to 200 tomatoes, okay, so let's say you plant one Roma tomato plant, in one season it produces uh, 200 fruit, okay, 200 fruit have with 30 seeds in it, what's the math on that? Well, you end up with 6,000 seeds or 6,000 possibilities <clears throat> for more plants, if you take those 6,000 seeds from the 200 fruit, and you know this is all like if if you're in a perfect world and everything works out the way it should and you have the time and the space and the know-how to do all this. but uh, So there's some variables, obviously. But just in theory, if you take the 6,000 seeds and you plant those, and those 6,000 new plants each produce 200 fruit each, let's do the math on that. 6,000 times 200, you're looking at uh, like 1,200,000 tomatoes. 
which gives you like 36 million seeds. <laughs> okay, do you see how how exponentially the, the exponential potential <clears throat> of this is absolutely insane? And here's what's even crazier is that uh, I live in Florida, which means I can do a fall, a spring garden and a fall garden. So in theory, I could I could potentially accomplish this hypothetical situation within one year. If I planted one Roma tomato in the spring and it produced 200 fruit and I took all the seeds from that plant, from, from those fruits, and then I plant them in the fall, the 6,000 seeds, by the end of the fall, like which would be, you know, our gardens kind of get done uh, in November with the fall garden stuff. By the end of November, I could have a million tomatoes or 36 million seeds, which means I could then plant 36 million plants. Right, I could I could literally accomplish that in one year. Like it's it's so astounding to me that this kind of thing is possible. <clears throat> and to me, the whole idea is that creation speaks to the creator, right? Like it, you can you can determine you can tell a lot about an artist by the artwork he creates, she creates. So if I understand creation to be generous and benevolent and to grow exponentially and to provide then maybe I should understand God in this light as well because he's the one that gave that the ability to do so. Anyways, it's just fascinating. I love this way of thinking. I love thinking about the generous nature of who God is and all this stuff. Let me get back on track because I got a bit sidetracked. So that's good. Now, the not so good stuff is uh, my son broke his arm uh, like three, five, a month ago something. Uh, he broke his, he was rollerblading. He broke his arm. He's been in a cast. The cast smells like death. Um, and he's very loving. And so when we, when we sit on the couch together, he wants to put his death smelling cast arm like near my face and around my arm, my shoulder. And it's so terrible. And I try, I don't want to give him a complex about it. So I just tough it out. Um, but then he was supposed to start baseball last week or something and so he was going to get his cast off but he went to the doctor and it was displaced so it didn't set properly so he had to get get it cut off and then get it recast so he's got another three weeks of being in a cast which is is uh it's been tough for him because he's like an active kid and he likes to play baseball and go surfing and ride bikes and four-wheelers and he can't really do any of that although he has been we did go to the beach a couple weekends ago and he was surfing with one arm, <clears throat> which might be why it's displaced. <laughs> uh, so that's that's a bit rough. And then this past week, um, my wife t- took the kids to school. Uh, our son went to the office 20 minutes after being dropped off and complained about a sore throat and a stuffy nose. And so they call- the office called and told my wife, you have to take all your kids home. You have to go get him tested. He cannot come back to to the uh, to school unless he tests negative for COVID. Well, my wife, who had not been feeling well uh, the day before, and my son, who complained at the school, tested positive for COVID. So I went and got tested, and I got it as well. So it was like our whole family. We all got it. Now my wife is is a nurse. She works at the hospital, so she's dealing with. This stuff, she's like on the front line, so of course, we figured she would get it at some point, but she'd been a whole year without getting it. 
and we were feeling pretty good about that. And of course, and uh, yeah, but now she's got it, he got it, we all have it. So we all quarantined for the past week or something like that. So we've been stuck at home, and the kids have been crazy. I don't know if it's if COVID affects them differently, but they were like bouncing, bouncing off the walls, just nuts. Like just at one point, <laughs> and of course. I felt I felt a little fatiguey. Well, I didn't no no major problems. You know, we had both Jess and I had both been vaccinated, and so I don't know if that's what helped us or if this was a different strain or you know I don't whatever. But I felt a little fatigued and tired. So did Jess, and the kids did not. And so we, at times we were like, everybody out of the house, just get out of the house, go go away, go somewhere, go play. I don't I don't care what you do just go like if i don't care <laughs> go go start a fire in the yard i don't care whatever it is just please give us some space so uh so we went through that and now we're we're on the mend actually we all tested negative did i say negative before we tested positive before which is why we quarantined now we tested negative so we're we're back to kind of normal doing our thing back in school all this stuff so I've lost my wallet. My kid's broken his arm. By the way, this isn't a cry for help. We're good. We're fine. I'm just, just this is just the setup for the thing I want to talk about. Uh, we got COVID. Oh, and I, I was, man, I was talking with a buddy uh, when we were quarantined and him and his family got COVID too. And he was kind of lamenting what they've been going through because, you know, misery loves company. And he was just saying like how, like his, he, the, their family had COVID. His wife's parents got it. His wife's parents were in the hospital because of it. Like, like bad news situation. They, um, so his wife went to be with them uh, a couple hours away from where they live. And then he had the boys, his, his sons that were at home. So they're trying to get over it. And then his, his oldest son like breaks his leg uh, skateboarding. So he has to take him to an emergency care in the middle of the night. And then on top of that, his younger son got pink eye or something. And so they <laughs> had to take him and deal with all that as they're trying to stay away from people in quarantine, as his wife's away, as they're like, it's just, it's just so much. It's just so much. So it's what I find so crazy is, you know, we, we live in this world where there is good and bad that like always are kind of sitting side by side like they're, they're always next to each other and in no matter how good things are at whatever place in life you are things can very quickly change and be not so good and no matter how bad things are things can quickly change sometimes and and get better very quickly and so to me it's fascinating how how closely these things are, are and, and how how quickly things can change, how we can go from, we went from, oh, everything's good, everything's fine, we're doing a garden, we're hatching quail, we're enjoying our family time, to we're all stuck under quarantine, my son has a broken arm, it didn't set properly, uh, right? It, it, can, it, can, it can change very quick. And so what happens, I think, is that for some of us, for many people, we tend to ride this this wave these waves of emotion with the good and the bad. 
oh, I, I got the promotion. Yay, that's good. That's great. And we're up, we're up high. And then, oh, this thing happened. Oh, my, my wife's car broke. I didn't mention that. This is another wife's car broke. Her starter started working, stopped working and we just replaced it. And that was like a, an unexpected Tuesday event where all of a sudden we're dipping, uh, into, into our pockets where we just need an extra thousand bucks on a Tuesday to do this on top of my son's arm breaking, right? Like all this stuff is, is so closely related. So you can go from, oh, life is great to, oh, life is terrible to, oh, life is great. And, and, and you essentially are on this like roller coaster of emotion, not, not sure what's going to happen next. Right. Um, and I think if, if you, and everybody's personality is different, we all react a little bit differently, but I think it can be a bit exhausting if you ride those if you hang your sense of joy and happiness and your sense of being and your sense of purpose in life in these ups and downs, it can be a bit exhausting. Uh, so there's this there's this ancient, I don't know if it's ancient, there's this old proverb, fable, story thing um, that I've heard before. And it was just kind of this week that um, when I was talking with my buddy about everything that had been going wrong, uh, it reminded me of this story. And so I thought, oh, that's, that's really good. And, and I can't, I couldn't remember all the details of it and, and how exactly it was. I remembered the concepts and the ideas. Uh, so I did some digging around and I found it because I thought, oh, maybe this is something you guys, somebody out there today needs to hear. I think this might be good. This is good for anybody. I think this might be good for you. Uh, and so there's a couple different versions of this fable story, whatever. One is like, um, one, one I think comes from like a, it's like a Zen master and a boy. One is like a farmer and a kid. One is, it's two people, <laughs> one kind of being a mentor with a larger perspective and perception of the world, larger understanding of, of, of how we, um, how we navigate this life as we, as we experience the good and the bad. Um, it, it's kind of a long, kind of has to do with that. Okay. So I'm going to read this. Uh, and then, um, it's very short, it's just a couple of lines, but I want you to listen to this because to me it's, it's, it's really interesting and it's, this to me helps give maybe, maybe a bit of a way to understand some things. So I'm going to read this, we'll connect it to the Bible and then we'll, uh, we'll like kind of move on from there. Okay. So, um, this particular one is, there, there's a couple different versions, like I said. This is uh, the fable of a Zen master and a boy. Okay, so, I, yeah. All right, so, uh, on his 16th birthday, a boy gets a horse as a present. All the people in the village say, oh, how wonderful. The Zen master says, we'll see. Now, in other versions of this, I've heard it. Uh, the the far it could be a farmer or Zen master or whatever, but uh, it could be maybe. The response is maybe or perhaps. I like the perhaps one because it reminds me of the song from Cake. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. See, it ties together. I know it sounds like aimless rambling sometimes. <laughs> a lot of the times, some of the times, but. Uh, most of the time it connects and ties together. Okay. I'm going to use, I'm going to re exchange that line for perhaps. 
or maybe. Okay, so on the 16th, on his 16th birthday, a boy gets a horse as a present. All of the people in the village say, oh, how wonderful. The Zen master says, perhaps, maybe. One day, the boy is riding and gets thrown off of the horse and hurts his leg. He is no longer able to walk, so all of the villagers say, how terrible. The Zen master says, perhaps, maybe. Some time passes, and the village goes to war. Other, all the other young men get sent off to fight, but this boy can't fight because his leg is messed up. All the villagers say, how wonderful. The Zen master says, perhaps. Right, and and you could you could kind of keep going with this, but you get you get the idea. Um, the boy has something good that happens to him, and everyone's like, "Oh wow, that's great, that's wonderful." And the Zen master, or the farmer, or the sage, the sage, the the voice of wisdom <coughs> here, the voice of wisdom here says, "Yeah, okay, you know, let, let's let's look at this like objectively. Let's step back. Oh, you got this horse. That's wonderful. Now perhaps, maybe." Okay, the boy is riding. He falls off. He breaks his leg. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, perhaps. Maybe. Oh, but then like the broken leg actually prevents him from going off to war and potentially dying at a young age. Like, so that's wonderful. <clears throat> perhaps. And maybe. Right? Uh, often when it comes to navigating life and the things we come up against, uh, we're, we're, we're very quick to jump to conclusions about the thing that we're facing, about whether it's good or bad. Uh, I lost my wallet. Is that good or bad? It feels really bad. <laughs> it feels bad. You know, like, think about all the bad stuff that could happen. One, I can't buy the milk for my kids. Two, uh, what if somebody gets my identity, you know, or, or starts trying to hack into my bank account and steal both of the dollars that are in there? <laughs> I, that would be the worst yeah, I, I would almost feel bad for the person that stole my wallet. They would be so disappointed. Like, so disappointed. <laughs> All that hard work and deception and lying and cheating and stealing for that amount of money, it's not worth it, bro. Put the wallet back. Uh, not only that, but then you have to go to, like, the DMV and get a new license and all. It seems really bad. But that's my perspective on it. And maybe... Maybe there's something else that will come out of it. Or my kid breaking an arm seems really bad. Or planting the garden and the quail hatching seems pretty good. Or my wife getting a bonus at work, it seems really good, right? Or the car breaking, it seems really bad. We're quick to label these events as good or bad. And the reality is, is that we don't always know the extent of the thing that we're going through and how it will affect us and where it will lead us, right? These things all sit side by side. And what we often do is that life becomes essentially, and some of this depends on your personality, right? Obviously, some people uh, are, 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 I don't want to say dramatic is not the right word, but some people are, are more, more emotional than others. Some people are more um, uh, like kind of steady than others. Uh, like for example, I, I, in, I'm fairly even keeled, so I don't experience a very high highs and very low lows. Sometimes I, sometimes I wish I did. 
because I see I have I have friends and 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 stuff that that when they're pumped about something like they are so pumped and I always feel like man I wish I would I was that excited about something but then when they're down about something it's really it's really heavy and I'm like man I'm glad I don't have <laughs> that much emotion like you know so <clears throat> some of some of how we respond to these things is personality based but what happens is if we determine like our sense of self or our sense of happiness or our sense of joy or our sense of well-being in the moment, we live in a world where the good and the bad sit side by side. And so things can change so very quickly. So you're up and then you're down and then you're up and then you're down. And if if you're basing like your experience of life on the ups and downs, on the goods and bads that can happen and and, and change so very quickly, it, it can actually be a bit exhausting, right? Maybe you know what I'm talking about. You go from, yay, everything's going the right way. I got the promotion. I did the thing. I, I accomplished my goal, whatever, to, oh my gosh, everything is terrible. I can't, I can't, I don't know much longer. I can do this. Uh, I've had this, this, and this happen. I lost my wallet. The car broke. My kid's arm, my kid's arm broke. Everything's breaking all around me, Right. And then I can allow that to like deflate the self, deflate to, to suck the air out of my tires metaphorically, right? And so it, it can be it can be a bit exhausting to always be riding that wave of emotion of the ups and downs in a world where these things sit so closely together. And so what I think is so very interesting about like this this fable, this parable, this story is that the the, the wisdom, the voice of wisdom, whether it's the farmer or the Zen master, is looking at this a bit more objectively with the thought that uh, it's holding it loosely. It's holding it looser. This good thing is not the best thing, not the end, is not the end of the world for all good that will happen to you. And this bad thing is also not the end of the world. It's just a thing that you're dealing with in this moment and it will eventually move on. You will eventually get through that, no matter how good or how bad, no matter how high or how low you are, you will eventually come down the mountain or you will eventually move out of the valley, right? The, the Bible is full of all kinds of examples, similar examples, like when uh, Moses, uh, when he kills the Egyptian, do you remember this story? In the, during the Exodus, he beats he beats up a uh, Egyptian, kills him, buries in the sand, and he flees to the desert, like fearing for his life it looks like in that moment this could this is this should be like the end of a story he goes out to the desert and that's it right the the boy fell off his horse uh how terrible perhaps perhaps maybe but also maybe not because moses story continues and God actually uses him to rescue and redeem his people, and he becomes the leader of an entire nation. Or think about the story of when Joseph was sold into slavery. His brothers sold him into slavery. He gets sold out. Things appear like absolutely hopeless. He's thrown into like he's thrown into a pit. He's transported to a different country. He's held as a as a servant, like as a slave. Like he does not. It's like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing. Yeah, this could be the end of a story. 
perhaps. Oh, how terrible. His brothers tricked him and lied to him and sold him into slavery. That's terrible. That's awful. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps. But his story continues, and it moves on to something bigger and better, and he ends up, right? Like, he ends up becoming uh, the, the prince. Not, he's not really the prince of Egypt. He becomes, like, second in command to Pharaoh. Right, even even the story of uh, like the crucifixion of Jesus, people. Right? If you're if you're living in that story, it looks, um, it's it's it looks like a very tragic ending, because he's making all these claims, and then all of a sudden he's executed, murdered on a cross. And what are you going to do? And we don't know where he's he's dead, right? Yeah, this is the end of the story. How terrible! Perhaps, maybe. But then three days later, something good happens, right? Like there, there's all kinds of stories like this. And, and it's not always, it's, it doesn't always just move from good to bad, like uh, from, from bad to good. It can move from good to bad, right? Um, in, in the story of the parable, the boy gets the good thing first and then something bad happens out of that. But then out of the bad, something else good happens, right? So these things are all sitting right next to each other. And and rather than following that roller coaster, riding the ups and downs, I think taking a minute to step back, to remove yourself a little bit, to look at things objectively, and to realize that as long as you're living and breathing, as long as you're as long as you're alive and have a breath in your lungs and a beat in your heart, then your story isn't over, whether it's good or bad, it, it, it will change. And the good and the bad aren't necessarily, uh, they aren't the end of the story. Things keep moving forward. And so I think it, it's, it serves as this like, it serves as a good reminder to, to hold things a bit more loosely and to to take uh, to take the time to think through uh, like the events that you're dealing with, the things that you're going through through a different lens, like step back a little bit from it, um, and, and realize that it's not the end of the story. And really, when 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 you begin to step back from this, and when you begin to hold things a bit more loosely. When you go through these situations of the good and the bad, it also helps you to learn or, or to come to the place of understanding that in everything you go through, there is an opportunity to learn and to grow. Like everything, everything is your teacher. Like the, the good can teach, the bad can teach. Um, you, you can walk away from everything that you go through. You can walk away from that growing as a person right if if you if you if you like consciously take the time to to sort through it right if you're just rushing through life and you're just riding the wave the ups and the downs the highs and the lows um it's it's easy to get caught up in that and then just to say whatever's happening in front of me is 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 the entirety of my life but you, who you are as, a, as an individual and who you are as a human being is, is so much bigger. The lifespan that you have is so much bigger. And so the, the up and down 
is not the end. It's just a part of the journey. And so I think for me, what I want to do is I want to be in a place where I'm stepping back and I'm looking at things a bit more objectively. And and so in a moment of, you know, like uh, when my wife begins to panic because we've had these three or four things go wrong and we've had these three or four bills that we now have to pay and we like, she's like, oh, it's the end of the world. Like, how come everything's happening to, and I'm like, yeah, maybe, perhaps. How come everything's so terrible? Well, but we don't know the end yet, right? We don't know where this is going. Yeah, it's tough. It's difficult. I'm not minimizing the hurt or the pain. I, I don't want to do that. I think it's okay to, to embrace that, to feel that, to step into that. But to me, I'm just thinking, yeah, okay, th- this stuff happens. Stuff happens. We don't live in a perfect world. What do you expect? There, there, there are going to be difficulties. And so I can allow that difficulty to like really like flatten me to run me over like a dump truck or something or i can just realize like perhaps this is terrible maybe but maybe not maybe i'm going to learn from this maybe i'm going to grow from this maybe this thing is going to actually help me become a better human being maybe you know this isn't the end of the story maybe this is actually leading me to where i need to be uh when when i look at 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 my life and the stuff i've gone through when it comes to ministry and church stuff, you know, I've talked about this a lot, but I, I went through some really heavy, difficult stuff. I went through the, through the falling off the horse and breaking the leg. And it felt like it was the end. You know, it felt like there was, there was, there, there was no good. But as I look back now, kind of in that hindsight in, in, you know, hindsight being what it is, uh, I see that that was actually the place that I was learning. That was the place that I was growing. That was the thing that God was using to shape and mold and develop me, right? So if if in that situation, I'm complaining to whoever, a counselor, other ministers, my wife going, oh, this is, look at this, this, and this has happened. They could very easily be the villagers saying, how terrible, right? But maybe then it's the, the, the Zen master, the farmer, whoever, the wisdom, the voice of wisdom that should have come along in that moment said, maybe, but, but also maybe not. Because maybe the thing that you're going through now is actually the thing that's going to help you in, uh, in the future. Right? Perhaps, perhaps, this is terrible, maybe. Right? What are you dealing with? What are you carrying with you today? What, what is the thing that's heavy on your mind? I just don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, this is wrecking my life. This is bad. This is perhaps, or, or maybe like perhaps not. Maybe, maybe the thing that you're currently dealing with is just the thing, the thing is just the thing that you need to go through for this moment to help you get to the next place that you need to be. Maybe, maybe the thing that you're going through now, there's something in there for you to learn that you can grow out of, that you can go through, grow through this experience. Oh, this thing is so terrible. I don't know if I'm going to, if I can make it, but perhaps maybe you need to hold the whole thing a bit looser. Oh, I got the new job. It's the best thing in the world. I can't wait to start. I'm so excited. Perhaps, <laughs> right? This, this to me isn't, this, this to me isn't about like, uh, not caring. This isn't about, uh, not having an opinion. This isn't about not feeling. This isn't about not having emotion. This isn't about not appreciating the thing that's in front of you. This is just simply about being able to step back and realizing that 
that you are not the things that you're going through, right? You are, you are not the things that happen to you. You are going through them and they will shape you. They will affect you in some sort of way, but you can step back and be a bit more objective, step off of the, the roller coaster, step off of the crazy train and gain a little perspective with the idea that the place that you're at, good, bad, or ugly, is not the end. There's still more to your story. Everything can, in fact, be your teacher, right? The good and the bad, they, they sit side by side. Uh, and having or maintaining uh, a, 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 a slightly objective perspective Right. Having it's it's like this wisdom perspective. It's it's understanding that the thing that you're in now, it's not the end. It's there, there's still more. There's still more to your story. So perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. You should go listen to Cake, by the way. They're a fun band back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Uh have have a slice of cake as well. Have cake while you're listening to cake. Yeah. And then at my house, we'll try it, but we won't have milk because I don't have my wallet. (laughs) All right. Let's call it a day. Let's call it a day. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. Don't hold things so tightly. Let things be what they are. Understand that this is not the end. Understand that everything is your teacher. Understand that everything is an opportunity for growth if you will let it be. This is terrible. Perhaps this is good. Perhaps, right? Take a step back. Take a step back so that you can see. Take a step back so that you can get a bit of clarity. Take a step back so that you can stop riding, riding the wave, the emotional wave of life so that you can find value in the thing that you're going through, whether it is good or bad. There you go. I think that's it for today. This has been the Sneaky Emu episode number 48. 48. Mom, I'm going to need that money. You you got Venmo? Mom, you got Venmo? <laughs> Actually, I need cash. I need cash. That's easier for me. Thank you. All right. Uh, I'm sending you guys all the love in your general direction. Take care. Take care. Take care. Take care care. All right. God bless. We will talk to you later. Bye. We're here to unlearn the teachings of the church and the state. We're here to drink beer. We're here to kill war.